Welcome in to a brand new episode of Audio Nuts, the only podcast in the world that is certified both gluten and lactose free. I am your host, uh, Eric Oldboy, alongside Mr. MC Ren in the house. How you doing today? Good, good. good. You know, this is our first podcast of the decade, the new decade. 2020. Yeah. It's the future. Yeah. It's pretty exciting. We got flying cars. Not yet, but that's you know a topic I think I might want to talk about today. I thought that uh, we'd remind everybody real quick that we're on Breaker, Pocket Cast, Radio Public, Spotify, Google, and Apple. But um, I thought we'd do our normal thing where we talk a little bit about uh, Star Wars, The Mandalorian to get started. My wife says you guys talk about Star Wars way too much, but you know we can do half it. the episode is always about Star Wars. At least for now. Yeah. I mean, if everybody's tuning in just because they like Star Wars, they're going to be sad by the next podcast because it's all over for a while. Yeah. Till what, next year? Yeah, 2021? Yeah. I don't know. So I thought we would talk about uh, Star Wars for a bit, and then uh, maybe after that we'll jump into some of our news jacuzzi facts. I got some good ones. I got the Billboard Top Songs of the Decade. Wow. Um, I have Netflix's Most Popular Stream of 2019. It's pretty interesting. Um, I've got an amazing story that involves a judge and a threesome. Oh, I'm excited for yeah, that. Yeah, no, I knew you'd like that one. I also thought I had some uh, some amazing facts about why we're 2020 is, in fact, the future. Um, some of the things that are happening today that is real, real things. Um, and then lastly, a few other, like, streaming facts, you know, some hot streaming news. The Healthy Stream will kick in live with that. And a brand new feature that uh, we're going to be calling The Full Advantage. You need to get a new sound uh, sound effect for that. Yeah, I was trying to think. I mean, what would be a sound effect for the full advantage? Would like maybe some, because a lot of times the full advantage is taking advantage of something to the yeah. max, so you can yeah. maybe save some coin. Maybe it'd be like change noise, or it could just be like, like full advantage and like echo a bunch of times or something. I don't know. Words, I'll just cut out your 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 <laughs> your clip there and do it. Just full advantage. Yeah, I don't there know. There you go. We'll use that. That that's it right there. Yeah. Anyways. So, do you, do you want to start with Star Wars, The Rise of the Skywalker, or Mandalorian? Let's go Mandalorian first, because that's kind of like what we do. Okay. Yeah. 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 All right. Let's do it. So, Season uh, finale? We're going to start off, yeah, with the season finale of Mandalorian. It seems so long ago. I know you're going to have to like, put on your thinking cap trying to remember, because it has been a while. I mean, we've been off. We've been doing this pretty much every week until the last, this last little bit between yeah. holidays. Yeah. I guess real quick, how was your holiday? How was your uh, Christmas and New Year's? It was good. Uh, went down to um, California to visit family too. Yeah. And then came back. Well, we did Christmas here, and then went down to California for um, just for a bit, and came back here for New Year's. How'd it go? Everything good. good. Like a lot of family. My um, my wife finally get to meet a bunch of my family from California. So. And they all get along. Nobody's yeah. like, oh for my the, god. For the most part, that's what she says. But that's what she says. Yeah. Um, what was your favorite Christmas gift that you received? Well, it's it's kind of funny because my wife and I, we both exchanged presents and we got each other Apple Watches. Nice. So it's just... The brand new one? Yeah, yeah. But my most exciting one I got was um, I have a little case that holds all my cords. A cord case? Cord case, yeah. Little pouch. You're easily excited. Yeah, because, you know, I do a lot of... Um, podcast editing yeah and designing true. you know we do graphic design a lot yeah and so i need like cords and that's a way for me to get organized otherwise it's all over the place yeah perfect yeah. that's awesome yeah. i even heard you bragging about your cord case earlier so that's yeah. i believe that yeah. is your favorite gift yeah i showed to you like open up like all yeah, nice check out my cord case yeah. 
How's oh, yours? Uh, good. Yeah, we didn't uh, go too too many places. Visited my mom and then stayed home with the kids. Actually, the older the older kids came came over and we watched movies and opened presents. I think my favorite gift. Let me think about it for a second. Did you tell me you do something with your wife? Like, like something about gift exchanging? What do you Or mean? you guys don't give each other gifts anymore? Yeah, I think we've hit the age where we don't like give each other big gifts. There's just no point. It's in kind it. of like I'm old. Yeah, I'm old. You know, once you get to be a certain age, it's like you kind of just buy what you want, and like if there's yeah. something we really want, we buy it. So what we do now is um, we'll pick one thing that we would both enjoy that's more expensive. Yeah, and then we'll go and buy that later on together. So like we're gonna buy a Traeger grill as our big gift together. Oh wait, so you don't you don't buy on Christmas? No. Uh-huh. We'll look for a deal. I'm a. I'm a. I want to take full advantage. <laughs> so, so basically, the Christmas gift is you two agreeing on, yeah, a bigger gift. We together. still do like stockings. We're yeah. like, we'll throw some junk in the stocking. Yeah, you know, like I got some cologne and I got a video game. I'm real excited about. I got the new. Uh, it's not new to a lot of people, but the Legend of Zelda game. Um, oh, the remake. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, the remake. I know. Yeah, on the Switch. I really enjoyed that. It's pretty yeah. fun. It has like that top. Top view, yeah. old school view. Yeah, and then um, it's more about for us. It's more about seeing the kids open stuff and like right, right. enjoying them. Yeah, it's yeah. a lot of fun because you you get joy out of seeing people open gifts that you give to. Right? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So it, it, people are like, "Oh, you like giving gifts rather than receiving." And I actually have more fun watching them react to the things that they get. Yeah, because like for me, I like to, to give like more intimate gifts. Yeah, like for my wife, she's a very. Uh, Big. She has a list, right? Yeah. And I was like, I ain't using your list because lists are for people that don't really know you that well. Yeah, makes sense. And so I got her this one shirt that her like favorite K-pop artist uh, was wearing. Yeah. And it was freaking Rick and Morty. I'm like, hell <laughs> even yeah. better. Yeah. And so you couldn't find that at any store, so I had to like use this one print company that was kind of sketchy. Yeah. And I bought it. And Did it show up? It showed up. So yeah. I'm like, rob your bank account. Yeah. Yeah. Nice. So win-win. Yeah. So she she wasn't expecting it, and you know it's more intimate that way. So she lo- she loved it. Perfect. That's awesome. Yeah. Yeah. You, you do give good gifts. You gave me a gift. Um, it was a like a Boba Fett kind of like I don't know Asiany looking button up shirt. Yeah. Totally dope. I love it. I was gonna buy it for myself. But I'm like, you know what? Yeah, that was a good it's, call. It's Christmas. <laughs> I love your Christmas spirit. Yeah, yeah. Shouldn't be greedy. No, I really liked it. Thank you. So speaking of Boba Fett and his cousin, the Mando, Mandalorian, what was it? they actually told? I should have wrote this down because they finally revealed his name. Oh, it was a uh, Din, Din something, Din Dish Dish Dishka. I don't know. Oh, well, we're terrible names. Yeah. It's kind of like a running gag at this point. But yeah, they did reveal the Mandalorian's name. Um, I thought that was pretty cool. And his face. And, that's right. And yeah. his face. Yeah. And we saw, we got to kind of understand, I thought it was kind of neat about this last episode is they um, had a lot of moments that they kind of, when they were going back in time and showing us him as a kid when the Mandalorian kind of found him. And a lot of the stuff that they showed there was very reflective of the same things we saw him doing with the, the baby Yoda, the child. Yeah. And they kind of tied it all together that way. Um, but we really got to finally see more of Moff Gideon, the um, the the bad guy, the villain for season mm-hmm. two. What do you think of him? He likes that he he has like a bad Darth Vader look to him, and dude just taking his power for what it is and using it, right? Yeah. 
And the, at the very end, when he busted out that blade, I'm, oh damn! Yeah, the dark saber. Yeah, yeah. I feel like uh, this, the Star Wars weekend because I watched uh, the Mandalorian, the the last one. I think I watched after I saw Rise of the Skywalker, right? Because we saw the seventh one right before it, and the eighth one right after it. Yes, because in the seventh one they had revealed um, uh, Baby Yoda doing the the, the healing, for, the force, force, healing. Yeah. force healing, which yeah. was we didn't realize it at the time was kind of giving us some ideas of what could go on in Rise yeah. of the Skywalker, and then we got to see the final Mandalorian after Rise of the Skywalker, um, so we were treated to some new lightsabers over like a few days. Yeah. So we got um, the dark saber, which is. New for the um, cinematic type universe, I guess, but it's been in Clone Wars and yeah. it's been in the comics. Yeah. Um, and then we got uh, Ray's new yellow lightsaber, and I don't know if I've ever seen anybody with a yellow saber before. Uh, maybe in the Clone Wars, or maybe I'm just starting to watch the Clone Wars now. Now that I have Disney Plus, gone yeah. kind of gone back and watched it. Um, I'm only a few episodes in though. So. Yeah, I started too. I'm on like two episodes deep. Yeah, our Star Wars historian uh, sent us a list. That told us the best way to watch it, which isn't necessarily in release order. Yeah, it's kind of confusing at first. It's a little confusing, but I, I think I've gotten the hang of it. I've, I've been watching it. I seen the um, or I saw the the Clone War cartoon animated movie. Yeah, and I'm a handful of episodes into the Clone Wars, so hopefully that'll help explain a little bit. But uh, the Dark Saber was dope as far as that goes. I mean, it, he cut through there. First, I just thought he had like maybe some sort of like torture. Yeah, like some kind of electricity electric blade or something yeah like i really wasn't sure what it was and then he pops out i'm like oh my god that's like a black lightsaber yeah and it was shaped like a literal like pirate sword yeah yeah that was pretty cool so I, that that got me curious and i started looking it up a little bit about moff gideon and the dark saber specifically and i guess over time there have been different people that have had it and there's only been one blade yeah and it, it gets moved you know from person to person i guess um um Darth Maul had it for a bit. Yeah. Somebody else had it for a little bit. And whoever, I guess, kind of has it is, like, head of the Mandalorian. It's, like, a kind of artifact that is related to the Mandalorian. Yeah, but so, he brought the Mandalorians together, you know. So right. So the question is, I want to ask you your thoughts. Is Moff Gideon wanting to be the head of the Mandalorian? Or is he wanting to destroy the Mandalorian and he's collecting artifacts along the way? Option B, probably. Yeah, you think? Yeah. Because uh, we talked a little bit last episode about how Moff Gideon has like a whole like army at his disposal because yeah. the Empire is falling apart, but he still controls that whole wing of um, stormtroopers and guys like that. Because they, they did mention when um, uh, Mando was like, yeah, he was at that whole like big battle that happened. I forget what it was called. Right. And that's why he knows his real name. Yeah, he knew a lot about man. Yeah. He knew a lot about everybody. Yeah. So he's a real villain that's uh, done his homework. He knows these people. Yeah, and I think that's when he got the black, I mean, the dark saber too at that time. Because it was like a whole Mandalorian war against someone. So whatever that battle was, yeah. he destroyed probably all the Mandalorian and yeah. stole the the dark saber at that time. Maybe that might be like an episode next season, you know, just go a little backstory of how it all happened. How yeah. he has the, you know, the dark saber. Well, what's kind of cool about it is they announced that they're going to bring... Originally, it wasn't going to come back season two until 2021, which right. is like, ugh, come on. So um, I think that they realized how popular it was and the fact that they're kind of without any new Star Wars stuff for a while, that The Mandalorian's coming back this year um, sometime in November, which is still a long wait, but I guess yeah. we get 
one or two Marvel shows in between. I think we get WandaVision and... WandaVision? Uh, and Falcon and... Uh, uh, Winter Soldier. Yeah, Winter Soldier. Yeah, yeah. Well, we also get Black Widow in the movie, too. Oh, yeah, but I kind of don't care about that. Oh. I mean, I'm trying to. Maybe once more stuff comes out, I'll get more excited about it. Yeah. I'm like, I'm not, like, super excited about Black Widow. I don't know. But... um. How did you like? Did you like the conclusion? Did the conclusion of the Mandalorian make you like the series more, less? I mean, what were your overall thoughts? Well, I liked it because it was like a a season finale, but it also gave you more background to you know the whole storyline. Right. So it got me excited to see what you know what they're gonna do. Because like, remember that one lady, lady Mandalorian? Yeah. Was the... like, I want you to train him or something like that. I'm like, yo, is Mando gonna train Baby Yoda to? Use the force, or you know, fight with a saber or something. You know. Oh, can you imagine? Oh man, how cool would it be? And now I'm just spitballing because you said that. What if um, somehow Mandalorian Mando or whatever his name is, Din, Dave, Dave the Mandalorian, if Dave the Mandalorian defeats uh, Moff Gideon at the end of season two and gets a hold of that lightsaber and he's like a lightsaber fighting Mandalorian and he like unites the whole Mandalorian together yeah brings them all together yeah. he's got a little force action going on so yeah. a little force Yoda but then the one thing I was thinking about is how you know baby Yoda is like 50 yeah and if you're gonna train that baby to be like so when Mando's old baby's still a baby right I guess. I mean, how long is it a baby for? Does it all yeah. of a sudden rapidly age later? So, like, 50 years, is that what, what, five years in Mando life, lifetime? Yeah. <laughs> you know? I don't know. It's weird. Well, I don't know. Yeah, maybe he's 50, but somehow goes faster, like dog years. Yeah, once he hits, like, a like a adolescent, he just puberty hits and he grows really fast. As far as we know, he doesn't get much taller. Yeah. I mean, Yodas aren't that big. It's kind of like baby group, you know? He's like... Teenage group. Yeah, he was teenage group in the next movie. Yeah. So, yeah, I don't know. Maybe it's something like that. Yeah. That'd be kind of cool. Um, what I liked what, when they were going into the area you were talking about, um, the female Mandalorian that kind of builds the armor and stuff. Yeah. And they were down in that little dungeony area, and she's like trying to explain to them that Mandalorians not a race it's a creed yeah. all i could think was oh creed's right there does he know he's there i know i laughed at that part too it, i like i honestly have to believe that they're well aware of that because wasn't that a walkie-talkie episode yeah a taquito the, what, uh, the last one, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah that guy's a great director he's by a the callback way. he's killing it yeah. was that the so remind me was because it's been a long time now it feels like since i saw the mandalorian episode eight where the two storm or the two bike trooper guys, scout troopers, was yeah. that episode eight or something? Yeah, that was episode eight at the beginning. That's that was how, that's how it started. so good. And I'm sure you know, but I'm, I, and I assume probably most of the audience knows that one scout trooper was um, uh, Sadak, Jason Sudeikis. Yeah. And the other one, I can't remember the guy's name, but he played Max on Happy Endings. Yeah, I don't know his name too. I don't know his real he name. He does a lot of uh, comedy stuff. Yeah, he's always funny. Yeah. I would love it if those guys got a spinoff. Because how good, now that they have a channel where they can put this kind of stuff, yeah. they have a lot of ability to really explore. What if they made a um, a sitcom with uh, Star Wars characters? Kind of like we were talking about that, that cartoon that's a sitcom of Star Trek. Oh, like the, um, what, did you, what did you call it? Lower Decks? Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, but not a cartoon. What if they took these two dopey-ass scout troopers and made a show out of that? Like, how did they, yeah. how did they get there? Why are they all such bad shots? Now that it's canon, we know that uh, yeah, troopers little... can't shoot. Dude, I was bursting out laughing in that scene. 
<laughs> it was so funny. And then the best part is that he goes like, like smacking Baby Yoda. I saw people like getting all but her on the interwebs. They're like, oh my god, this guy's punching Baby Yoda. Not baby. Dude, baby's fifty years old. Yeah, he can yeah. Ta- he can take it. He's got probably force field. Yeah, force field. Wait, did they die? Did they die? But you can still do a prequel, right? Oh yeah. What yeah. were their lives to get to that point? Yeah, right, right. Even if they're dead, yeah. How long did it take them to get there? So they're grown ass men, right? All right, Disney, that. do it, do it, Disney, do it, do it. Let me ask you this: Did you like the Mandalorian um, final episode or season even uh, more or less than Rise of the Skywalker? Um. Well, you know, I like the story of Man- the, the Mandalorian and where it's going, and you know, but the excitement value after the rise got me more excited watching it. Did it's it? more entertaining for me. Yeah, the production values on Rise is amazing, but yeah, I have. I don't know. I almost feel like I'm more excited for Mandalorian. Um, for me, watching Rise of the Skywalker, because I've heard a lot of negative reviews yeah. and I've heard a lot of like crazy positive reviews. It seems like you can only be like one way or another. I don't know why. I'm kind of in the middle. Um, of the three movies in the last trilogy, Force Awakens, Return of or the, last the Last Jedi, Jedi, and Rise of the Skywalker, for me, The Force Awakens was by far the best of the three, which is unusual. Sometimes the third one should be the best, but that one was my favorite. What yeah, about you? I agree. Um, I liked... The Last Jedi, the least. Man, I just wish J.J. Abrams was able to direct all three. And I think that's the problem. Yeah. Is they made a, a, a series of three movies, and they decided to go completely different route in the second one for some reason. I mean, producers could have stepped in and said, why you really cha- you're changing it too much for the third one to make sense anymore? Yeah. And then J.J. kind of rolled in and said, I'm going to fix it all. And he was fixing things that happened in everything ever. There was a lot of people have complained that the Rise of Skywalker just had too much fan service, and that didn't really bother me. I mean, I yeah. I, I appreciate that he kind of went and did all these small things. Yeah, um, it was cool. Like from the little bits where Chewbacca finally got his his freaking medal. medal. Yeah, yeah, he's like, come on, how come Chewbacca doesn't get a medal originally? Yeah, he deserves it. The hairy dog wants a medal. Give him <laughs> one. Yeah, um, I I would say. For me, I also liked Rise of the Skywalker, but it had it had a lot of it had a lot of flaws. It was still yeah. a really likable movie. Yeah, because like, like I said, it's very entertaining. You know, yeah, it's a it's a it's a ride from beginning to end. I felt speaking of ride that the beginning of it was almost too fast paced. Really? Yeah, because they 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 didn't waste any time. They yeah. jumped into that, and it was like, oh shit, there's stuff happening. The people are flying around. Yeah. They're like running from A to B to C, and it was like I I almost wanted to stop pause take a breath this is like i like and then it, it kind of settled in for me into what it was trying to do towards the middle right but yeah it was so fast-paced and one of the things that i didn't like is they felt the need to force kind of like an old switcheroo on us right at the beginning or towards the beginning middle that was totally unnecessary where the capture chewy and then they think, you know, he's, he's going to, they're taking him away in the ship. And it looked like Ray exploded the ship by accident because she's so incredibly force strong. Yeah, yeah. And then it's like, oh, wait, there was another ship you didn't even know about. <laughs> How did you not see that ship? What the hell? How come they didn't show it? At the very least, they should have been like, there's two ships there. And then we would have thought, oh, no, kill Chewie. But then we still see, oh, wait, there's another ship flying away. We're okay. That was kind of a weird, like, ha, ah, got ya. And I hate gotcha moments. Yeah, what was the point? Just like when um, you found out who the mole was. 
Yeah, that was that was almost as bad. That's Dude, a fair point. It was hilarious. Yeah, but so this guy has been in all the movies, and then it's like he's right, like right, shoot me, so they don't know who I am, and then he gets shot anyways. I saw someone make a cartoon or a little animated strip on um, Twitter where they're like, they should have just been like, no, come with us, you'll be fine. <laughs> Could have saved him right there. Yeah, homie got killed instantly. He's like, he thought he was the good mole, but they didn't fool nobody. Maybe that was like uh, Abrams. Attack on Johnson, you know. He's like, this guy's a Ryan Johnson. I've yeah. ever seen one. Pew, pew, pew. Pew, pew. Yeah, uh, I did like uh, things I like. So it's it's funny we talk about we like this movie, then we're complaining. <laughs> um, the things I did like is I liked um, how they kind of fleshed out um, Poe's backstory a little bit. Yeah, and they introduced his his girlfriend from whenever, and he used to be a spice runner. Yeah, so they kind of like made him very similar to um, Han Solo. You know what? You know if kids know what spice means? No. What? What? Uh, what do you? What do you think? In this instance, spice is drugs, right? Yeah. Right. Yeah, that's what I assumed. Yeah, that's what I, mean. I assumed too. Yeah. So both him and Solo were drug mules, basically. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that's pretty contemporary. There are lots of people do that. Yeah, and they're like. And then, like, Finn was giving him a hard time. And if he's like, yo, you're a stormtrooper, bro. <laughs> What's funny is a lot of people, I think, um, wanted Finn. There was a lot of people on their interwebs that wanted Finn and Poe to have some sort of... Bromance? Ro- yeah. yeah. Well, even more than a bromance. They yeah. wanted him to have a legitimate romance. Yeah, yeah. And then they were, like, all upset that... Because they really wanted Disney to give them a little LGBTQ in there, yeah. which is fine. I get that. That's they the, did. Just and they did. Yeah. And so I guess what I heard was they want to sell the movie in China, and China is not having any of that still. Oh. And so they they kind of wussed out on doing the Finn Poe romance and gave you the, the two ladies kissing the thing because it's yeah. really easy to cut that and yeah. have it not affect the movie yeah. at all. Did you see it? Yeah. I saw it too. Yeah, no, I saw it. But it'd be really easy to lop that out for the Chinese release. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Which makes sense. But at the same time, I think it also says something that we everybody wanted so badly for there to be this like like legitimate love style romance between these two guys, which is perfectly fine. I have no problem with that. But it also is like, why can't two regular guys be friendly like that? Yeah. I mean, that's a, that's a story in itself. I think people are missing. Yeah, they're that, bros. Yeah, that these guys are legit bros and they can have feelings of friendship that are just as you know powerful yeah. as being a loving role you yeah. know relationship nothing needs to be sexual all the time you know no that's exactly yeah. it like everybody wanted to sexualize it because they just feel maybe underrepresented in like yeah. movies and stuff and i get that but there's also something to be said about the fact that look they didn't cop out and say look these two guys have these feelings for each other but it's not romantic it's a it's just guys being like good guys to each other yeah. which we need more of in cinema too dude did they ever reveal what uh, Finn was gonna tell Ray. No, but JJ came out afterwards and had to tell everybody because it's like he just didn't get to it. Oh, really? Yeah, it's like he ran out of time. What did he say? So basically, he wants because everybody's like, well, Finn's pining after Ray, and everybody's upset. Ray kisses her, like whatever uh, Kylo Ren is to her. Yeah, forced boyfriend. <laughs> <laughs> and um, they're like, well, Finn's clearly pining after Ray, but it turns out, according to JJ, who helped write the script, yeah, yeah, that. Finn just wanted to tell Ray that he's force sensitive. That's it. Yeah, that was it. Because he could he could feel where Ray is. Right. He can yeah. sense her. He could feel like so he doesn't necessarily have a force power. And I think that's part of a bigger plot that they're trying to work towards. Even when you saw a little bit in the Last Jedi with the the kid at the yeah. end, that there's a lot of people out there that are force sensitive. Right. And so I think that's kind of what he was trying to get get to. So I mean, we, I mean, like that's how the Jedi's came about, right? 
they didn't like breed Jedi's to make more Jedi's. They went around like looking for force sensitive kids to train. Right. It's almost like the finding the mutants in the kind of X Men movies. Where yeah, yeah. You're not specifically breeding X Men, but every once in a while that mutation happens in somebody. And then like Yoda goes into the Force, tries to find it, like Professor X or something. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, what did you think about like the conclusion that we we waited all this time to see who Ray was? We're like, is Ray gonna be a Skywalker? Is she a nobody like they said in the Last Jedi? Or is she a Solo? What's going on with Ray? Well, this movie, I felt like it was Episode Eight, Episode Eight and a Half and Nine. Yeah. So I was hoping that if they reveal that she was a Palpatine, and they should have like did a little uh, more backstory to that, and a little bit more. Yeah. I'm almost wondering, and maybe it won't. Maybe they'll never tell us, but it feels like at this point, Star Wars feels the need to continue to make sure we get all of our gaps filled in. Yeah. Who doesn't like their gap filled in? <laughs> yeah. And so, and that's what Ray said to Finn. <laughs> but uh, um, I think that, and I don't know, but would, would it be cool if in The Mandalorian Season 2, we learn that maybe this Baby Yoda thing is part of, like, because they're they're definitely cloning some issues. There's some cloning stuff going on. Yeah, because you see Snoke's, like, body. Yeah, you the... see all these, like, they got Snoke's in jars, like a bunch yeah. of lobsters, a lobster tank, you know? It may be that was part of how they brought Palpatine back. Yeah. And the question I had was, you said Palpatine was being held up like he's some sort of, like, puppet almost, like, connected to the... Like a life support sort of thing? Yeah, so yeah. it was weird, right? And... Was Palpatine, do you think, cloned and remade? Or maybe he was never, ever dead. In the Palpatine we saw Darth Vader toss was more of a like a physical projection he could do, and he's always been connected to this thing? I don't know, man. I mean... These he, are the questions I yeah, wonder. Yeah, because anything could happen, I don't know. What if Palpatine and his... Because he had a whole group of like Sith guys. They had like a gladiator-style arena of guys yeah, just, just hanging out. Yeah. <laughs> They're just waiting for the war. I don't know what was going on. And what if... like? They've been using, like, cloning Snokes, these weird Snoke Force Sith things, and they use that to almost power themselves. And Palpatine's been kind of behind the scenes, and we'll hopefully get to learn maybe more about them in The Mandalorian when we start figuring out yeah. that they've been cloning evil evil Sith Force. Right. I don't know if that makes sense or just it's out there. Yeah. But for me, overall, the movie was really good. I enjoyed it a lot. Yeah. Just for the sake of, you know, entertainment-wise. You know, it was an entertaining movie. It was it was fast paced. It was exciting. Um, they did really good at kind of answering pretty much all the questions. Yeah. They did leave a few strings yeah. un untied, but um, yeah, for the most part, I I liked it too. But if it's if I'm you know, ranking them, it still goes Force Awakens, uh, Rise, and yeah. then Last Jedi. But this did make me like Last Jedi a little bit better. Yeah, because I actually rewatched it, and it wasn't that bad actually. Really? Yeah. It Maybe I'll go back. Maybe this series of movies will play better if you watch them all in a row. Like, yeah. actually see yeah. how it plays out. Because I was so mad at some of the things they did in Last Jedi. Yeah. But knowing how it turns out in Rise, maybe I won't have that anger. Yeah. You know? Because my, my wife being the good wife that she is, she binge-watched the whole series from 1 to uh, 9, to 7, no, to 8, before we went to go watch it. Oh really? Yeah. She was able to get it done. Yeah, like it took her like a month, but <laughs> but so I had so I watched the Last Jedi with her. Nice. Yeah, my son um, he rewatched everything and he watched them in like a three day span. He was just like one right after another. Like 
uh, at the end of the day, I I just kind of feel like they this this ending kind of did like a disservice to Anakin. Yeah, a little bit. Yeah. Uh, like they I took his name. Well, that was weird. So at the very end of the the movie, she's just like chilling on the planet, like and some rando old lady comes by and she's like, "What's your name? You know, what's your last name?" <laughs> like so serious. Like, what do you yeah. need to know all that for? And she's like, uh, uh, "Skywalker." It's like, like what what right does she have to like call herself a Skywalker? You know, like, all I can assume is she's almost like adopted into the Force by Luke and Leia. Right. Because they kind of brought her in that way versus her disgusting Palpatine genes. Yeah. Because, you know, we, we found out in that movie that Leia, she's like a trained Jedi, too. Yeah, apparently she had done a whole bunch of training after the fact. Yeah. And then she trained, she was like um, Ray's master because mm-hmm. she called her master. So. Yeah. That's kind of cool. I, I kind of like yeah. that. But yeah, it was weird how she's all of a sudden a Skywalker. And it, the way they set up it, there's clearly going to be more. Yeah. Like, it's gonna be the Ray Skywalker series. Yeah. If only Anakin knew how to force heal in part three, he could have healed Padme and you know, never all of this could have happened, you know. That's a fantastic point. Yeah. If if he if force healing was just a thing you could do, he could have force healed her from the beginning and then he would never turn bad. Yeah. He wouldn't have went and killed a bunch of little Padmes or whatever the hell they were called. <laughs> and then like, you know, Palpatine wouldn't have to be like, No, you need to turn dark to to, you know, um, bring people back to life right you know? it's like oh, well, i could just force you <laughs> yeah it was there's there some weird things that happened with the whole the whole timeline but overall i think that the star wars series was pretty good yeah i still like it then in the day i still like it it's very enjoyable yeah me too so um i think this is a perfect time to maybe take a quick commercial break and then we'll jump in with the healthy stream yeah a lot of star wars stuff all right let's go all right, welcome back, everybody. I had a fun fact that I actually thought of during the break that I forgot to talk about. Um, I saw this on the interwebs. Do you remember in the last episode of The Mandalorian, there were like an absolute ton of stormtroopers? I read that um, they didn't actually have enough costumes for all the stormtroopers that they needed in the scene. So John Favreau and uh, the director Dave Fioni, or the producer Dave Fioni, enlisted the help of the local 501 Legion chapter of um, uh, Star Wars fans, yeah, and had them show up and wear their their costume that they wear to cosplay. The cosplay costume was in there. Yeah. So the local chapter, the 501 First Legion chapter, compromised the fans with their own costumes came to support and filled in all the extra spots. How, how cool a black and white do they have, you know? Oh, my God. They've just become the coolest chapter of yeah. dorks that dress in costumes yeah. ever. Yeah. Right? They they probably didn't get paid. No, I mean, they just did it out of yeah. the... They're like, holy shit, we got to be on the the, 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 the the TV show? And, like, can you imagine? You, you're you into it enough that you're dressing up like a stormtrooper for whatever reason anyways. Yeah. And you get the call one day and say, hey, we need you to be in the real Star Wars. You lose your mind. Hell yeah. Yeah, sign me up. So I just thought that was a really cool fact that um, I meant to bring up earlier and totally forgot. Yeah, fun fact. Yeah, that was a real fun fact. So I want to kind of move into um, streaming, the healthy stream. Um, I saw news, since we're already kind of on Disney Plus with The Mandalorian, uh, I'm always looking to see what kind of new shows these guys are coming out with. 
And I saw this new show. I don't know if you've seen the trailer for this yet. It's called Timmy Fa- Failure Mistakes Were Made. No, no. So, on Disney Plus? On Disney Plus. No, I haven't. And so Timmy Failure is the kid's name. So his last name just happens to be, you're a failure. Yeah. <laughs> but is it he, spelled that way or no? Yes. It's it spelled is? exactly the same oh. way. And the subtitle is called Mistakes Were Made because it's like his catchphrase. Right. So I watched the trailer and it stars this kid. He must be like, I don't know, seven or eight. This not is, real. This is live action? Live action. Okay. And he's, as far as I can tell from the trailer, he's got like a big imagination. He lives with a single mom who's, you know, struggling just to get along. Right. And so Timmy starts his own like detective agency. He's almost like Detective Pikachu. Right. And so eight-year-old Timmy's like like finding things, like crimes he needs to solve and trying to solve them. And, and they don't really tell you for sure, but I'm pretty sure it's all part of his imagination. His partner as part of his detective agency is a 600-pound polar bear. Okay. <laughs> and, and so Timmy Failure, he goes around with a 600-pound polar bear. Nobody believes him that these things are happening, but he gets in all these misadventures yeah. and things. And then as people are questioning they're like, Timmy, you, you burned down the house, or Timmy, you broke the car, or Timmy, you did this and that. And he just goes, mistakes were made. <laughs> And then he moves on. That's his catch line. Yeah, that's like his catch line. Yeah. So I just thought it's clearly a show for the whole family. Yeah, yeah. And it may be dumb as all get out. But it just cracked me up that um, they're, they're building a show called Timmy Failure Mistakes Were Made. So I would recommend anybody that um, has Disney Plus to go and watch the trailer for that. I think it comes out in a couple months. Well, I'll check it out. Yeah, it looks kind of funny. Um, moving over to our friends over at Apple TV. Um I'm almost finished with the servant. Are you all caught up? Yeah, I'm waiting for tomorrow's episode. Is that the last episode? Maybe. Or is there two more? I think there's like eight, right? Is it eight or ten? Oh, is it ten? Yeah, I think maybe ten. I, I think maybe the next episode's nine, then ten. Yeah, yeah. I don't know, but without giving too much away and spend too much time on any one show, what do you think about the servant? You still like it? Yeah, I hate it. You hate <laughs> like, it in a good way? I hate it in a good way because I feel like it's a it's a show or that. Should have just been released the whole uh, all once. You, you don't know? like waiting. I hate waiting for this. Like for Mandalorian, yeah. I could I could wait for it because you know I enjoy it. But this one's like just, just tell me what happened. I just need to know the end. Like you're like give me the the answer. So yeah. let's let's take the time right now. So anybody's ever seen the servant or haven't seen the servant, the basic premise is really simple. The um, we've talked about it a little bit before the the couple. A husband and a wife. The wife is a um, news news anchor. I'm yeah. not even an anchor, like a Report. roaming news reporter. Right, yeah. yeah. The husband is some sort of like at home chef that makes fancy catering type meals. Uh-huh. Um, they lose. They try to have a lot of babies. End up losing a baby. We don't know why. How the baby died yet? That's the big mystery. Yeah. Um, the the mom goes into some sort of shock, and to get it out of it, they end up getting her this fake baby doll. It's supposed to help her kind of get past it. Yeah. Um, she doesn't because she's like totally loony. And then in, along the process, they hire some sort of weird lady to come like watch their fake baby that like one episode in turns into a real baby mysteriously. Yeah. So our two big mysteries um, are how did the baby die and where the hell did this uh, other baby come from? And is there magic actually happening? Because it seems yeah. like there's some magical stuff, but we don't know. If you were to guess right now, because I think the most irritating part of this is not that it's released for me uh, once a week, is that I read that it's freaking 60 episodes long. So, Is, is it going to be new parents every season? Or? God, I really hope that 
it's like something new every season. Because yeah. if it's gonna take sixty hours to tell me the story, I don't know if I can hang in there. Okay, what if I tell you that this show wasn't written by M Night Shyamalan? Yeah. Would you would you be like thinking about twists and turns at all, or are you just gonna watch it straight? Probably would watch it straight. I think that the fact that we know that M Night's part of it, yeah. makes you think. Okay, where's the twist? Yeah. So let me ask you, with what you've seen up to episode seven or eight, wherever we're at, what's the twist? Um, Best guess, I, dude. Come on. I feel like it's gonna be a normal show. Like I feel like they they kind of show you that there's some supernatural stuff going yeah. on, but. I don't know, man. It's just like crazy family keeping secrets. Yeah, like, I think you're right. So I, I'm kind of on the same line where all the stuff that they're trying to make us feel is supernatural yeah. is just happenstance. Yeah. So like he starts getting all the weird splinters. Maybe he's just getting weird splinters. He even says himself it's an old house. Or the scene where um, the the baby keeps turning into a doll is this lady. She's switching them. There's something weird going on. Yeah. So my theory right now is the husband... The wife and the the um, Harry Potter brother, Ron, Ron, Ron yeah. Weasley himself, they they were doing something. They admitted earlier in the season that Harry Potter's brother had a kind of a coke habit or something. Yeah, and so maybe they were inebriated. They're having a good time, and they accidentally kill the baby. The three of them. Yeah, she becomes fully traumatized. They go into straight up hide it, like hide the evidence mode, and like the one scene where the floor cracks. And you're thinking, oh my god, this is mysterious. I'm thinking they buried the baby in the in the um, in the bottom of their house. Yeah, because they make it seem kind of like where um, she could she could like make the doll like live or dead. Right. You know, is she some kind of a witch or something or demon? That's what they want you to think. Cause she's this weird religious chick. Yeah, and then the, the the floor cracks. Does that mean that you know she's like the devil or some shit like that? I don't know. And her uncle comes to visit, and he's weird as balls, and he's like yeah. sleeping in the crib, and it almost seems as if he turns into a dog. Yeah, dog dies or something, <laughs> and then she like resurrects the dog. Yeah, I don't know. Man. There's no way to know what the hell's going on. Yeah, but I I think I'm with you. I think that the, those are all to fool us. Yeah. I think all these things are happening, and it's going to be out totally normal. And they're the people that have brought her in are the bad people, and the good little girls like the good one. Yeah. And then she's just like a decent religious person. Almost, to, it's almost like a visit. It's showing us like, well, oh, you, you're persecuting these people for being religious, and she didn't do anything yet. She hasn't done anything wrong. So you're saying the twist is that she's uh, not bad. Yeah, because they she's they're just, totally setting up to be like she's freaking weird as hell, but yeah. it's not her. Yeah, yeah, that's the twist. It's actually the family. But if yeah. it takes sixty goddamn episodes no, for us I to learn, not, I can't. I won't be able to hang. I'm hoping M Night gets like six different stories in six seasons that's what i'm hoping so if it's one or two episodes more i hope that they resolve it yeah yeah. best take one more season because if they try to make me watch this thing for 60 episodes i'm gonna lose my mind season two is like them explaining how baby died yeah oh my gosh (laughs) so yeah that's the servant i still like it it's still weird enough that i I, i'm gonna keep watching it but yeah if it goes on too long i'm i'm done well i'm only watching it because it got like my wife's intention. Yeah, my she, wife likes it too. Damn, I don't know. It keeps them like wanting to know more. As far as why, they're more maybe into intrigue. We're, yeah. we're more into like sci-fi fiction. Yeah. yeah. So that's cool. So staying on uh, our Apple TV friends, they have a. I saw a trailer. In fact, I, I asked you to watch it this morning. Um, a brand new show uh, that's um, being written and produced by Rob McElhaney. He's um, the guy that co-created It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia, yeah. which is a really funny show, but it's also kind of hit and miss. Like sometimes it just absolutely kills me, and sometimes it's like, oh my god, that's just 
gross. <laughs> but he's got a brand new show on Apple TV coming out. It looks kind of funny. And I thought it looked funny. I don't know what your thoughts. But it's called Mythic Quest, the Raven's... Um, uh, the Raven's Banquet. Yeah. Myth- Mythic Quest, the Raven's Banquet is the name of it. It's funny because like, I was scrolling through my socials and I saw this video playing. Yeah. Like the Mythic Quest. And like, man, they got trashy ass game footage. What the hell, the hell is this? And it's like Apple. Like, wait, is Apple making games now? What the hell is going on? <laughs> <laughs> you thought it was like a real Apple game? Yeah. I was like, oh, this is trash. Yeah, that show looks it looks pretty good. So uh, the basic concept from what I can tell in the trailer is Rob um, is a game designer of some yeah. sort. And he's made his own video game. And so he's decided to make the main character kind of based on him. But it's like one of these standardized, almost Game of Thrones type video games. A yeah. Witcher game, yeah. almost. Where he's running around. Hey, the Witcher's really good. Okay. Yeah, well, so. that's on my next when we move over to Netflix. Oh, okay. um, uh, that sort of thing. And it's full of a lot of really good actors. It's got uh, Abu from our uh, Abed, Abed, <laughs> Abu's from Aladdin. <laughs> <laughs> or I was thinking maybe isn't Abu also the name of the the dude on Simpsons, the guy that runs the Quickie Mart? No, that's Apu. God damn it! <laughs> White guy racism, right? Um, Ab- Abed from Community is one of the co-stars, and a bunch of other people that I definitely recognize from yeah. other sitcomy type stuff, or they're comedians, that kind of thing. Um, so it looks like it's it's loaded, and it starts on February seventh. So it's not too long before it yeah, next comes one. out. Yeah. So it's pretty smart. I wonder if that one also will be a once a week type deal. I feel like they're all going to be like that. On Apple, but there's TV. there's not enough shows for Apple to like keep going. Yeah, because they got yeah. like four shows. Yeah. And I still I, I still recommend people don't spend money on Apple TV. No. If um, you were like looking like oh man they talked about Servant this Mythic Quest thing I'm gonna go drop money I don't don't do if it if Servant ends. At a cliffhanger, I'm canceling Apple TV. <laughs> yeah, we're 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 both only watching because we got a year free. Yeah, yeah. Great. So I would not be paying for any of it. But at least they're coming out with some new stuff. Yeah. So um, C was whatever. Servant is kind of whatever. Uh, hopefully, this Mythic Quest show will be funny and something new. So yeah. I'm excited for that. But yeah, speaking of The Witcher, yeah, uh, we jump over to Netflix. Well, I really like the conclusion of The Witcher TV show. Do I got obsessed? Obsession, yeah. I almost feel like so for me. I don't know about everybody else. The first four or five episodes of The Witcher, I was confused. I was having a hard time because they 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 don't tell you the jump storyline. Yeah, the I timelines. Thought, I thought it was a linear time. You just keep going. Like once once I saw the queen come back to life, I'm like, you're like, what the hell? What the hell? I thought she was dead. We yeah. saw her die. Yeah, like, yeah. That's when I knew. Oh shit! It's freaking time jumping. That would be my only. So if you haven't seen The Witcher yet. When you watch it, just know there are three main characters. Yeah. There's the Witcher himself. Geralt. Yep, Geralt of Riviera. Rivia, whatever his name is. There is Yennefer, this, yeah. uh, the mage. Yeah. And then there is the little princess. Uh, Siri? Siri. Yeah. Siri. Siri the princess. Yeah. So those are your three main characters. So I think it's fair to note that when you're watching the show, and it'll make it way easier if you know this ahead of time, Yeah. that when you see any of the three of them, they're not necessarily within the same timeline. Yeah. No, they're all different. Yeah. yeah. And you the, the, At the very end, they kind of all converge. Yeah. But I'd read, or I actually watched a video with the producer of this show. It's actually a female producer, which is pretty cool. Yeah. That it's kind of a male-oriented genre, and you got a female producing it. I think that helps the show quite a bit, honestly, with the tone and whatnot. But she was saying that they wanted to base it off the first original Witcher short stories this Polish author had written. Yeah, there's like two of them. 
Yeah. Yeah. And but if she followed the timeline of the stories, you wouldn't see all of the characters in the first season. Right. And she wanted to introduce the TV fans right away to everybody. And so that was kind of their unique way of doing it. And by the time you get to the end, it makes so much sense. But when you're when you're going yeah. through it, it's confusing. Because like episode one, it goes episode one and then episode seven and eight. Yeah. It's the same timeline continuation. Yeah. And everything in between is kinda of like jumping all over the place yeah and it makes it, it it was like i was so confused i'm like and then i'd heard along the way that there was timeline jumping so i was trying to figure out which made me more confused because i still didn't quite understand yeah because they always look the same every damn timeline yeah. looks the same like the witcher doesn't seem to really age too much and so and, and Yennefer doesn't age too like, Yennefer is not aging and the little girls just maybe the only contemporary timeline yeah and so it made it kind of tricky because i think uh at the very beginning and series timeline is like present day witcher timeline yeah right yeah but i like the show i like i like the actors i like the the effects i like yeah. the whole feel of it it's got a little bit more humor than game of thrones had yeah. i'm still not I, um one of our co-workers had the balls to say to me that he likes it better than game of thrones and i about throat punched him because like i admit that the last season of game of thrones sucked we all know that yeah but the the first seven seasons of game of thrones built so much credit with me that it's still one of my all-time favorites. Yes. And I really like The Witcher, but it's not the same. Yeah, because like Game of Thrones, you, you remember last season and it has like a sour taste in your yeah. mouth. So you're like, it sucks. It's not fair. Yeah. So yeah, yeah, The Witcher first season is better than Game of Thrones final season, but not better than the show in general. No way. And so, um, yeah, The Witcher... I really enjoyed it. I like the side characters. I like the the bard guy that sings this, you know, throw a coin to the Witcher. Yeah. Well, he's one of the main characters too. Is he a main? Yeah, he's a main. So I've never played the video game. How closely does this follow the video game? Well, the video game is actually a like um, unofficial sequel to the book. Oh, okay. So the show is 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 based on the books, and so um, it doesn't follow the game at all because the game is a sequel. So maybe season two, we'll see some of the game stuff. No, 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 no. No. Because um, this season was only based on the first two books that came out. Yeah. And then there's like more books in between. Okay. Yeah. I think there's quite a few books now because I had read that the original Polish author had written a handful of books and it was successful that the, the publisher had hired actually other fantasy authors to come in and write other books yeah. that followed all sorts of different characters in the realm. Yeah, because there's a lot of um, stuff that happens in a lot of characters. Because like, um, at the very end of the, the book, that's where um, the game starts. Got it. So what do you think is more likely? Do you think that the show will eventually copy some of the game's um, uh, storyline? Or do you think that they'll put out a new game that's based off of the TV show that follows that storyline? Um, it'd be cool to be um, the game to go back to the books because yeah. it'll be like a prequel to the games, right? And that's not unheard of. They've done that yeah. with games. Yeah. Didn't they do that with Assassin's Creed? Yeah. Yeah. Well, Assassin's Creed jump all over the place. Okay. Because in the Witcher part, there's three games, one, two, and three. Uh-huh. So it's it's it has to go way back to the beginning to to do a prequel. Does The Witcher play kind of like Assassin's Creed? Uh, it's more no, because Assassin's Creed is not as open world as um, okay. Um, the Witcher and, and The Witcher is like the the GTA of like castles. Yeah. Okay. And you make a lot of choices, and the the choices you make um, makes the story different too. Like, so is there a couple ways to play The Witcher? Can you play like through the story, or can you bail on it and just like run around and act a fool? You do that. 
but it won't get you anywhere. That's how I used yeah. to always play. Yeah. Like, I'm the kind of guy that can't, I have no attention span. And so when I'd play GTA, I'd play like two missions, get bored, and yeah. then just run around and like attack people. Because, like, the, the game part three was probably the one of the best games I ever made. I bought it back in, because I was looking at my last save game, right? And it was like in 2017. And so after watching this show, I got back to my, my game and started playing again. Nice. So, because <laughs> I never finished it. So the show got you excited to go back and play the yeah. game? Yeah. That's genius. I yeah. mean, they're making money left yeah. and right. Good for these guys. Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah. Um, it was a great show. I really enjoyed it from start to finish. So I recommend anybody to watch The Witcher. If you haven't seen it, um, like I said, definitely know that it does jump timelines. Those are the three main yeah. characters. Because um, a lot of people will say, yeah, I can't really get into it. And then because they didn't really invest like at least four episodes in. Once you have you, to go yeah. four episodes. You have to watch half of it. Or at least you know that it's, you know, time jumping. Yeah, maybe if you know and know the character thing, that might help. I, yeah. I, personally, if I was them, I would have just time stamped each timeline so you knew what the hell was going on. Yeah. But whatever. It is what it is. I mean, like the end of like episode one where um, girl fights. Man, that was a badass fight scene. Well, that's just it. Each yeah. episode almost stands on its own anyways. Yeah. It has good fight scenes. has lots of funny parts. has yeah, lots of dialogue. hot, topla- yeah. topless yeah. chicks. Oh, yeah. You and, see a lot of orgies. Yeah, there's yeah. lots. If you, like, if you like nudity, it's great. It's great. <laughs> so it's got a little bit of everything. That Yennefer actress... Is even after she gets converted from being kind of like the hunchback in Notre Dame to being the the sorceress lady, yeah, she like some scenes. I think they do really. We were talking about earlier where where she's supposed to come like, come off as like powerful and like kind of scary. Yeah, she looks like a smoking hot. You're like, <laughs> wow, I'm down for Unifer. Let's go. Like that one scene where uh, Geralt um, walks through that whole orgy and sees her for the first time. Like, yes, she's like a goddess. Like, yeah, you're like. Damn, I'm in love. But then there's scenes where it's kind of not going so well for Yennefer. And she kind of like looks a little fugly. And you're like, oh, what was I thinking? Yeah. Beer goggles? No beer goggles. But yeah, I mean, I like that show. Yeah, because like, if you look at it, there's a lot of details. Like, for example, one scene at the beginning where he's like getting the herbs and making it. Yeah. They, you do that in the game all the time. Making, really? Making your own like potions and herbs and stuff like that. So. Well, I, I saw. I, I've never played the game, but I saw on the internet a lot of people talking about how the bathtub scene is apparently really popular in the game. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, oh yeah, the Witcher's in a bathtub. I'm like, who? I like if you never said, if I never read that, no one ever said that to me. I would never even thought twice about yeah, it. Yeah, because if you look at like you know the the game screenshots, it's always Geralt in the bathtub. Really? Like, Why? I don't know. He's you know he's hot. I guess <laughs> he's the cleanest killer ever. He's yeah. got soap up after he's done like cutting you know monsters apart. Yeah, like my my wife, she's a huge fan of Henry um, Cavell. Cavell, and every time he's on screen, which is like all the time, yeah, all I hear is like he's so hot <laughs> every time, time. And then like when his his shirt's off, and then you know, you know like, it's even yeah. yeah, shirtless. Well, I I what I like about The Witch Two and Harry Cavell is it made me really like him as an actor because the way they they portrayed him as Superman. Yeah, I like I didn't like his Superman at all. I'm like, oh, this guy's lame. He's lamer than Captain America. Yeah, because there's there's no like emotions to him, you know. Yeah. So yeah, no, it's good. I like I like The Witcher and everything they've done with it so far. So I'm I'm super stoked for season two. Yeah, mm, this year is it this year? I think so. Hot damn! It was Let's like go. I think it's the end of the year. Let's go. This is the kind of show, honestly, and they talk about those with TV shows all the time. If they wanted to give us a handful of seasons and then put out a movie that I had to pay to go see in the theater, I would. Yeah. That's how excited I am. Dude, aren't you glad they didn't, like, um, do weekly? Yeah. Dude, that would have messed me up so much with the time jump. Like, what oh, the hell? You would forget. What totally. going on, you know? Yeah, yeah. you would totally forget. Yeah. yeah, no, The Witcher is great. And I see now why Netflix, people are like, why is Netflix so excited about it? They renewed it before it was even yeah. released. Yeah. 
So hot damn, we're getting some more Witcher. All right. So on, also on Netflix, we talked a lot about a couple episodes ago about Lock and Key. Yeah. And my uh, my ghosty spiritual pants were totally tight for Lock and Key because I'd read the the graphic novel and it was really dark and demented and I was so excited for it. Yeah, the trailer came out. Trailer came out. Yeah. Watch the trailer. It looks good, but it doesn't look quite as dark and gritty as I'd hoped. What do you yeah. think? Because after you told me, I, I was kind of like and on the lookout for it. Yeah. And I watched it. I'm like, you're right. It looks more like family-oriented show, like Goosebump in a way. I don't know if it's Goosebumpy, but it may be more Stranger Thing. Yeah, yeah. I think that Netflix probably said, we don't want to have this show be too adult. It's probably like 13 and up. Yeah. That kind of like a PG-13 type show. I think the reason is is the music that, that went along be. with it. It was too like, you know, holiday music. Like, yeah. Yeah. And it could almost just be that the trailer is not a great edit, right? Yeah, so yeah. maybe the show is still more dark and gritty. Yeah. Because the, like I said before, the graphic novel mm. is dark and gritty. Bad things happen. The mom, I mean, bad things happen <laughs> to the mom. The dad gets killed. I mean, all sorts of stuff. I don't want to ruin the show if people haven't seen it. But um, I'm still excited. This actually, we were talking about this earlier today. Um, that Mythic Quest show on Apple TV comes out on February 7th. Yeah. That's the exact date when Lock and Key comes on Netflix. So yeah. there's a little competition yeah. going on. Well, the, the got me interested in the Lock and Key is they, they showcase a lot of keys. Yeah. And I'm always up for adventure. Like, yeah. And each key leads to some sort of new thing. Yeah. So I'm excited for it. And that. there's a bad entity that's trying to collect all the keys. Yeah. So, I mean, the plot of it is perfect. Yeah, they Thanks. show you in the trailer. Yeah. yeah. They give you all the details of what's kind of going on. And what was interesting is I've only read the first graphic novel, which we pointed out uh, last episode or the before, episode before, that you can get that uh, graphic novel. You can download it for free on Amazon yeah. Prime. So I would highly recommend it. Um, everything I saw in that trailer happens in that first issue, in that first graphic novel. Okay. So um, there's still a lot that I haven't seen because there's a, a shit ton of these books that I haven't read yet. But um, yeah, so Lock and Key looks pretty good um i'm hoping that it's a little bit grittier than the trailer made it out to be seeing as you've only seen the lock and key trailer and the mythic quest trailer and have no other experience with either show which trailer makes you more excited uh lock and key okay cool even though you know i'm a big video game person yeah i don't know it it was more like comedy for me in that show oh the so well you don't like comedy i like comedy but you know i for me i like more of the fake stuff. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. The okay. fiction stuff. Right. Um, what's your favorite, just really off topic, favorite comedy television show? Uh, Brooklyn Nine-Nine. Nice. That's a good choice. Yeah. That's an awesome choice. Yeah. My all-time favorite is uh, Arrested Development. Oh, yeah. Only first, only yeah, first yeah. three seasons. Yeah. Not the Netflix crap. Yeah, yeah. Netflix crap's fine, whatever. But the first three seasons. Are yeah, that's my top five, too. Okay. Yeah. Um, and then last but not least on Netflix, I saw a teaser for Bright Part 2. You remember that? You yeah, remember that movie? I can't believe it got renewed. I honestly can't believe they made a sequel to it. It must not cost a bunch of money. Well, the thing is, like, it got really bad critic reviews. Yeah, but it was but fun. There's a shitload of audience watching it. Yeah, Netflix's like, yo, let's let's do it, man. Yeah. So anybody out there that has Netflix and you're just bored and you haven't seen the movie Bright yet, it stars Will Smith. Is he back in part two? Yes. Yeah. yeah. So in the teaser that I saw, it show it's kind of it's almost a play on itself. It shows you know those weird orc guys. Yeah, yeah. It shows a bunch of orc guys auditioning for roles to be on Bright Part Two, <laughs> but they're excited to work with Will Smith. So I know nice. Will Smith's gonna be because that's a bunch of like, oh man, it's guys like dressed like orcs and they're like, oh, I'm so excited to be in Part Two. I've always wanted to work with Will Smith. He's like a hero of mine. 
and so I'm I'm kind of I'm kind of keen on it. I, I kind of wish they made a, this to be like a series. It would be maybe. a good series. Yeah. I almost wonder if when you break down a show like that or a movie into a series, if you had to pay the star a name as big as Will Smith, way yeah, more. That's money. probably why. Yeah. Because like in part one, they when they pan out to like the big city, you freaking see dragons in the back. Yeah. Like what the hell? What world do we live in? Yeah, so anybody who hasn't seen Bright, the basic concept of it was it looks like outside, like if you were to go into Los Angeles today, yeah. but it just happens that Los Angeles today in this version has like fairies Elves. and orcs and dragons and all the kind of like mystical stuff that you normally don't yeah. put in today's day and age. And they're like, they got jobs. Like um, Will Smith is a police officer and his co-officer is an, uh, an orc is what they yeah. call him. Which is kind of like um, I don't know ogre type monster, yeah, like yeah. troll, troll living under the bridge kind of guy. So yeah, that was kind of my last Netflixy thing, but I think that looks pretty fun too. I don't really have anything for Hulu and Prime on this uh, version of uh, the Healthy Stream, so I want to move on uh, to the news jacuzzi. <laughs> The news jacuzzi, I got some fun things based on kind of things we've seen from um, lists that have come out as the end of the year. Was uh, this the threesome tease? Well, the threesome tease is, yes, part of the news jacuzzi. Yeah. But I want to start with some lists because you know me. I don't know if I've mentioned 100,000 times before. I enjoy lists. Yeah. Um, we were just talking about Netflix and Apple TV and all the streaming companies. Well, Netflix released its top 10 most popular releases of 2019. And this had both their um, movies, or not even movies they made, but just things that were streamed the most. Right. So you want to, without looking at my screen, care to guess um, what the most streamed movie and or TV show was on Netflix? The Witcher. No. What? No. So here we're going we're gonna to have fun. We're going to start with number 10. The number 10, I don't know if you saw this. I started watching and I actually got bored. The number 10 most streamed um piece of media on Netflix for 2019 was The Highwaymen. Did you see any of that? The hell is that? It's like um, set in like the 40s or 50s and it's got like Woody Harrelson and Kevin Costner in it. Oh, I think I've seen like a thumbnail of it. I didn't yeah. watch it. I started to watch it. I really tried. I think it was episodes too. Oh, really? Yeah, and I got bored as hell and turned it off. Um, the number nine uh, most streamed piece of media on Netflix was The Umbrella Academy. Oh yeah, I really like that. So I, I that was last year. Yeah, that was oh, 2019. So I would guess I would guess that if you're in the top ten, you're probably doing pretty good. You're yeah. gonna get renewed, yeah. maybe a sequel. You don't get canceled. So I'm hoping that it means we'll get a Barilla Academy Part Two because I really enjoyed yeah, it. Yeah, we need it. Yeah, totally. Two. Number eight um, was called Extremely Wicked, Shockingly Evil, and Vile. And I think that was one of those shows that featured like a serial killer. I think. Oh, maybe. I'm not into that kind of stuff, so I didn't watch it. Like a lot of uh, serial killer documentary stuff like that. Yeah. I, I just, you know, pass over it. It's yeah. too real for me. Me too. <laughs> Number seven was a movie called Triple Frontier. Did you watch that? Triple Frontier. That was the one that had Ben Affleck. Oh, no, no, no. That With movie was. Poe Dameron? Yeah, Poe Dameron. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It actually had, like, all good actors. Yeah, yeah. Um, it definitely was a movie that felt like it went straight to streaming. Kind of like in the old, back in my day, if a good movie wasn't good enough for the theater, it went straight to video. Yeah. Now it goes straight to streaming. It felt like a movie that meant to go straight to streaming. There's no way it would have made any money in the theater. But it, if you're like super bored, it's not bad. You watched it? Yeah, I did. Okay. I watched it all by myself one day. I think the fam was doing something else. 
that I didn't want to participate in. I don't know. But I stayed at home and watched it. So nice. Triple Frontier, fine, whatever. This is kind of upsetting how low it is, even though it is top ten. But number six is The Witcher. Well, you know, it's, it's because you didn't have the whole the first four. <laughs> you didn't you didn't have the whole year to watch digest it. it. Yeah, it just came out, so not a lot of people are like. That's actually a really, really good right? point because if it, they're talking about the most popular releases and how much they were streamed, it didn't yeah. have as much time to get streamed. Yeah, I mean, if you say it made tops, it made number six. That's a lot of stream. Yeah, right? for being coming out in like December. Yeah, yeah. Maybe if it had come out in January of last year. Yeah, it would be the most stream show. Right. All right. Cool. Yeah. You make me feel better about it's it. It's my number one. Thank you. Um, number five, I'm actually going to watch this weekend. My wife said, you know what we need to watch? And I don't know who's telling her if she wants to watch this, but it was the movie The Irishman. Oh, the one that's all CG-faced? Are they CG? Yeah. Well, maybe they make up younger or something. Yeah, yeah. Because that's the Martin Scorsese movie. Mr. Martin Scorsese, who hates Marvel. But um, he's a fantastic director. I've heard it's kind of long and a little slow, but really well done. Yeah. It's winning awards. I saw that. Oh, okay. It's got uh, Robert De Niro, Al Pacino, all those yeah. guys, yeah, yeah. right? So number six, or number five was The Irishman. Number four was the first one. In fact, I'm looking at this list. Maybe the only one on here that wasn't made just for the, the streaming service. The Incredibles Part 2. Oh, really? Yeah. Well, yeah. So good thing they got those streams in because that's moved Before, over to Disney+. Yeah. Plus. Yeah. <laughs> good for you, Netflix. Hot diggity. Number three was a newer movie, which is pretty good on its part that it's had so many streams. I haven't watched it yet, but I probably will. Six Underground. Have you watched that one yet? The one with Ryan Reynolds? Oh, no. I, I started to, but then I stopped. I don't know, we got busy. Oh, not because it was stupid? No. no well, I've heard it's stupid, but yeah, not yeah. because you were like, ugh. Yeah, yeah. Ryan Reynolds. Yeah. I mean, I'll get around to it, but I just haven't got a chance to watch it yet. Yeah. No, I'll watch it just because it was, Ryan Reynolds has a lot of credit with me because of Deadpool alone. Yeah, yeah. So I'll watch pretty much anything. What, what number was that? Number three. Oh, so wow. That's Six pretty, Underground. That's pretty good. That's pretty high. Yeah. yeah. So Six Underground was the third most streamed um, piece of media on Netflix, which is, uh, it's got to be all Ryan Reynolds because no one gives a shit about Michael Bay. Yeah. Michael Bay is like, that. He, he should just stick to like making uh, trailers. Number th- number two is what I would have guessed for number one. You guessed The Witcher. If this had been my game before I saw the list, in my mind I'd guess Stranger Things. Yeah. So Stranger Things season three was the most uh, second most streamed item on Netflix. Yeah, I think Stranger Things should be on the top ten every year. I would imagine because right? people right. really like it. Yeah. Now we've talked about how I think both of us agree that Stranger Things has gotten a little worse each season. No season has been bad. Right. So season one was spectacular. It was fantastic. And then it was, it was then it went from spectacular to amazing. And then it's gone from amazing to great. Probably next season will be good. And as soon as it goes to poor, we'll be like, okay, I'm done. I mean, you're still going to watch it. Probably. Because yeah, you're, we're all in Just like Game of Thrones, yeah. it earned enough credit that I'll sit yeah. through it till it's over. So number one, is ne- it a Netflix original or no? Yes. So number one, yeah, maybe you can guess it if I give you a couple hints. Number one is a Netflix original movie. Movie? Yeah. It got a lot of hype. I've never actually watched it because I thought it looked kind of dumb, but maybe I will now. Is it one of those holiday movies? No, not a holiday movie. But it, it So if you remember, uh, an actor had signed a six-movie deal with Netflix, and they made basically six really dorky, dumb movies. Uh... Uh, Marlon Wayans? No, well, he's also done that. <laughs> no, uh, the movie I'm talking about is Murder Mystery, starring Adam Sandler oh. and Jennifer uh, Aniston. Yeah, yeah. 
Did you ever see that movie? I saw that one. Oh, you did? Was it good? Yeah, I liked it. Really? <laughs> yeah. So, okay, let's talk about this for a second. I need to find your Adam Sandler rating scale because I'm a little bit harder on Adam Sandler. Adam Sandler is, he's like Game of Thrones to me. The early Adam Sandler was like the first few seasons and the, le- le- the Adam Sandler recently has been like the last season of Game of Thrones yeah. other than maybe excluding this Uncut Gems movie that's supposed yeah, to be yeah, super yeah. dope. Um, Happy Gilmore, good or bad? Good. Okay, that's good. Yeah, yeah. We're, we're finding your scale. Uh, Jack and Jill, good or bad? Bad. Uh, Waterboy, good or bad? Good. Uh, Big Daddy, good or bad? Uh, that one's okay, I guess. So you're telling me that Murder Mystery is better than good Big Daddy? Uh, it's not- <laughs> <laughs> Murder Mystery is like mid-Adam mid Sandler. Okay, because yeah. your scale seemed pretty decent to me, because everybody, I think, would agree that Happy Gilmore yeah, cause, uh, I, is I, I watched it, I enjoyed it. So I okay. mean, it's Adam Sandler being Adam Sandler. All right, well, I'm going to give it a chance now, because yeah. I've never seen it, and the reason I never saw it is because I thought, well, that looks stupid. Yeah, I totally forgot about that. So I've heard that it's done so well for Netflix that they're actually making a sequel. What? Yeah. God. I never saw how it ended, so I wasn't sure if it was sequel ready. I forgot how it ended. <laughs> because it was that good of a movie. Yeah. All right. So moving on to my second list uh, is Billboard put out their um, top tens of the decade. And I'm only going to go over two of the lists because they have a top ten for country. They have a top ten for um, soul music, jazz, yeah, all yeah. sorts of crap I don't listen to. So what are you going to So the top ten rock songs of the decade is the one I think frustrated me the most. I mean, this is not the last, this isn't for 2019. This is for the last 10 freaking years. The top 10 freaking rock songs. And I don't know when rock decided. To me, the songs on here are alternative at best. Uh, I would even go as far to say they're pop alternative. Is Post Malone on list? No. Okay. But he made the other list that I was going to read. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So uh, the top 10 rock songs of the decade, number 10. I'm not even going to guess. Yeah, I'm not even going to try to make a guess. Because you, if you're thinking, like, if you, a traditional person is thinking rock music, you're thinking rock music. Yeah. This group is a really good alternative group. Fantastic. In fact, I would look on here and say most of these groups are really good. None of them are bad. But what we qualify as rock anymore is just crazy to me. So number 10, rock song, was Stressed Out by the 21 Pilots. Now That's a rock song? No. It's an alternative song at no best. No way. Uh, 21 Pilots is pop alternative, but I will admit that 21 Pilots is one of my favorite pop alternative bands. Yeah. If you said, maybe I'm being too specific in the category, if you said, what is 21 Pilots, don't call them pop alternative, I would say they're my favorite alternative band. Yeah. For me, they're alternative. Yeah. They're alternative to yeah. rock. Yeah. <laughs> because they they got lots of like hooky melodies. They have lots of synthesizer. There's yeah. no such thing as synthesizer in rock music. Yeah. So, but I love me some 21 Pilots. 21 Pilots... 21 Pilots and one other band dominate this list, by the way. And this is for the entire decade. You're ten telling years? me? Yeah, 10 years of music. Wait, These... but, but um, 21 Pilots wasn't even like around 10 years ago. Yeah. So the way it's the, um, the Billboard came up with the, how they listed this song is based on how long each song held num- the number one position mm-hmm. on the, the list. Okay. Okay. So in 10 years, let's see, one two three four in 10 years only four bands managed to hold the top position the most it's like what's going on everybody else bands yeah Mm. 21 pilots uh the imagine dragons if you're telling me that's rock music i'm gonna gonna kick you in the nards uh panic at the disco and the lumineers and walk the moon excuse me walk the moon well lumineers more like folky they're folk music yeah so i don't know i mean 
What was it? Panic at the Disco? Yeah. So 21 Pilots, uh, Portugal the Man. That's alternative. And I like them. Portugal the Man is actually from beautiful Portland, Oregon, yeah. just as everybody notes. I actually uh, have like a uh, sort of relation with the drummer, know him sort of kind of. I saw him live once. Had a beer with him once. That's about it. I saw them live once for free. Yeah. The they best. played, yeah, for a pet, pet. So it was some sort of. Pet charity. Yeah. 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 All right. So I'm going to just burn through this list really quick. Yeah. So um, number 10 is Stressed Out by 21 Pilots. Number nine is Ride by 21 Pilots. Number eight is Fill It Steel by Portugal the Man. Great song. Uh, number seven is Shut Up and Dance by Walk the Moon. Terrible song. Number six is Heathens by 21 Pilots. Number five is Ho Hey by the Lumineers. Great song. Uh, number four is High Hopes by Panic at the Disco. I don't like Panic at the Disco, yeah. so uh, whatever. Uh, number three is Radioactive by Imagine Dragons. Number two is Thunder by Imagine Dragons. And number one is Believer by Goddamn Imagine Dragons. Imagine Dragons are fine, but this is the kind of crap they play in front of like a football game like so everybody can feel comfortable. It pisses me off. That is not rock, man. No, it just pisses me off. We what happened to the like, 80s rock, dude? I don't know. What happened to the 90s rock even? Oh, yeah. It's like, where is like Stone Temple Pilots? Where is like real rock music? Ah, makes me mad. Okay. Jumping over to like the hip hop kind of R&B list. I think this list makes a little bit more sense. So this yeah. has got rap music on it. It's got kind of hip hop music on it. Yeah, yeah. Um, the number 10 uh, song of the decade was God's Plan by Drake. Okay, yeah. Cool. I like it. Number nine was Happy by Pharrell Pharrell Williams. Yeah. Number eight was uh, Sicko Mode by Travis Scott. Number seven was One Dance by Drake featuring Wiz Wiz Kid and Kyla, whoever they are. Number six is Rockstar by Post Malone. So at least he didn't end up on the rock music. (laughs) I mean, he had the word rock and I thought maybe people would be confused. Number five is The Hills by The Weeknd. Number four is Sunflower by Post Malone. That's actually from the amazing film Spider-Verse. And if anybody's listening to this and hasn't seen Spider-Verse, shame on you. Go watch it. Open right up now. your Netflix and watch it. Quit listening to the rest of the episode and listen. watch that instead because that's a fantastic movie. Number three is Blurred Lines by Robin Thicke. And what's funny about this list is that's the only song that actually feels very old. I mean, yeah. like, you're talking about 10 whole years and you have to go all the way back to Blurred Lines to even get one. That's like the only thing that guy's famous for other than the mass Singer. Uh, number two is That's What I Like by Bruno Mars. That's an older song. And number one, actually number one is a little bit older song. This is probably this guy's biggest hit. I've actually seen him live in concert because my daughter wanted to go and it was pretty good. Jay-Z? Ooh, I, I, oh. I wanted to say Jay-Z, but I didn't. Only my daughter got to go to that one. It is Thrift Shop by Macklemore. So, that's numero oh. which means thrift shop was on the list for a real long time why is this a decade when all these songs are like the last three years like <laughs> it was it's it, it's unfortunate it just means that those are the songs that are getting played i don't know if maybe the younger generation listens to the same few songs over and over again because there's less uh, albums coming out yeah. less cds and it maybe keeps songs in the top 10 longer and that's what helped them all get there versus the older songs, which yeah. didn't get the same play. Maybe you got to find out when like Spotify got really. I bet you. I bet you it would really correlate. Yeah. I think that's a smart, a yeah. smart opinion. All right. So moving on to. Oh, look, I told you I took that picture. Oh yeah. I'm gonna me. meme it later. <laughs> I, I two posted this hilarious picture of himself on the the social medias that I stole, and I told him I'm determined to meme later. Maybe it'll end up maybe on one of our 
our Facebook or Instagram accounts. I'm famous. You're famous. So uh, next on the news, I actually have one I want to sneak in here that's not real news. This is this is literally fake news. Fake news. It was sent to me. News S- sent to me by a listener. So uh, a listener sent me this. Said you guys got to talk about this during the news jacuzzi. It's hilarious. And I read it. And I thought, oh my god, this is hilarious. So I'm going to read you the news story before I tell you the, the research I did. So one of our audio nuts sent you this. Yes, this was sent to me by an audio nut. Florida couple arrested for selling tickets to heaven. So what the hell? Right away I'm thinking, okay, this makes sense. Florida man is like, have you ever played that game, by the way? So during Christmas time, side note, we played a game called Florida Man. No. And it's just a game you can play with anybody. So what you do, all you need is an internet connection. And you say, what's your birthday? So what month is your birthday? Oh, I've seen this going online. Yeah. January. So you go on there, you type in your exact birth date, and then the, the t- and then Florida man, and yeah. hit enter, and it'll tell you what crazy-ass thing the Florida man did your, the day yeah. you are born. So it's fantastic. I highly recommend everybody play the Florida man game. But here we go. So Florida couple arrested for selling tickets to heaven. A couple in Florida, Tito and Amanda Watts, were arrested a few days ago for selling golden tickets to heaven to hundreds of people. Wow. They sold the tickets on the street for $99 uh, per ticket. Told buyers the tickets were made from solid gold and that each ticket reserved them a, the buyer a spot in heaven. All they had to do was simply present the ticket to the pearly gates and you were in. That's it. Okay. Tito Watts said his police statement, I do not care what the police say. The tickets are solid gold and it was Jesus who gave them to me behind the KFC. <laughs> he told me to sell them so I could get me some money to go to outer space. I met an alien named Stevie who said if I got the cash together, he would take me and my wife on his flying saucer to the planet that is made entirely of drugs. Wow. You should arrest Jesus because he's the one that gave me the golden tickets. I'm willing to wear a wire and set Jesus up. In her police report statement, Amanda Watts said, We just wanted to leave Earth and go to space and do some drugs. I did not do anything. Tito sold the golden tickets to heaven. I just watched. Police said they confiscated over $10,000 in cash, drug paraphernalia, and a baby alligator. (laughs) So I read read the story and I thought, well, that sounds like something that would happen in Florida. And I went online. I got to see more about this. I want to learn more. I don't want to share this with the audio notes without learning more. And uh, it turns out, fake news. This wow. was created by an Onion type yeah, yeah. Uh, website. It wasn't the Onion specifically. In fact, the worst part about this is this website that created this piece of news. They actually create news to fool people on purpose. They don't like the Onion puts it out there as to be funny. These guys put out stuff that's like purposely false just to screw with people. It's okay. like more malicious. <laughs> yeah, right. So anybody that's seen the Florida couple get arrested for selling tickets to heaven, and there's even a longer version of it. Uh, totally fake. Amazingly hilarious. Wouldn't be surprised if it still happens someday. Right. So if you say it happened in Florida, you're like, wait. Yeah, you, you hear the Florida and you that's think probably true. This is probably true. I yeah. don't think they're lying. So, but here is a story that is true um, that I kind of teased at the beginning, which is our threesome judge. Ooh. You know, it's not like she's judging a threesome. She's not like, you know, Ooh. I give it a six. Oh, was that in contest? <laughs> yeah, you got a bunch of people just like watching oh. a threesome. I give it a seven and a half. There's one guy, I give it a 69. Next guy's like, nice. You know, it's not that, <laughs> yeah, yeah. not at all. So um, this is a judge, a Kentucky judge. She was actually accused of a courthouse threesome. She's uh, recently been suspended. Um, a Kentucky family court judge um, has been suspended without pay after she's been accused of misconduct, including allegations that she had a threesome 
in the courthouse. Whoa, kinky. Yeah, I mean, judge, jury, and sex executioner. <laughs> <laughs> Just came up with that. That's good, right? Uh, Don Gentry, a family court judge in Kenton County in Kentucky's northern 16th judi- judicial district, was charged with multiple counts of misconduct conduct in November, um, according to the committee. Um, she's on currently on paid suspension. As I kind of like fast forward through this article, she's getting in trouble like all over the place. She's she used um, people. She actually paid off people to win her judgeship nomination, anyways, and put, be wow. put in the court that she's in. Yeah, Yeah. Um, she has uh, where the, the whole things. She has a male lover, and it was a, a her male lover and a third court employee, a woman. So this is not uh, what they call a uh, what they call that the dirty the dirty threesome where it's two dudes and a girl. Um, they're they're engaged in sexual activity inside of the courthouse. Um, she faces a slew of other allegations on top of that. Among them, she took her children to work and allowed them to witness confidential court proceedings. Once her child actually recognized another child that was in- involved in a confidential course outside of the court and pointed them out to people. Okay. Um, she also, uh, the committee also accused Gentry of false or inaccurate timesheets, allowing people to drink alcohol while at work. Um, she, she, this is funny. Like the the whole threesome thing is pretty amazing, but this, the people are mad at her. They said that she had actually hired a guitarist to come play guitar in the middle of the office during the day, and it distracted everybody from working. She's just like a party judge, dude. This is like the coolest lady ever. I think everybody's trying to get all mad about it, but can you imagine this Kentucky judge? You know. She's just having a good time. Yeah. She's living life. She's judging people. They said her judgments were always pretty fair and well thought oh, out. Yeah. And she's just getting nasty. I think she has. She should get a TV show. This needs to be like a, a reality show yeah. on Bravo. Yeah. Wait, is there a photo of her? Yeah. Here we go. Now, whether this is the real photo of her. Oh, yeah, it is. Because there's her name. Her name is Judge Don M. Gentry. Oh. And I don't know. Who does she look like? She looks like a mom. She looks older, yeah. so she's not. She's real basic. Yeah, if you guys were, the guys out there were fantasizing about like some like smoking hot, like being judge, it's not that. She's definitely not ugly, but she's an older, 40 ish looking, kind of has big ears type lady. Yeah, who so, does she look like? I don't know. Maybe, you know who she kind of looks like? Is the Malcolm in the Middle mom. Remember her? Yeah, I think she's a little prettier than her, though. She's prettier than her? Well, there yeah, you go. Yeah. So she's if you're into the Malcolm in the Middle mom, she's hotter than her. Yeah. So that's fair. So that was that that was that funny story. Um Man. She's down. She was down she's down to clown. <laughs> um last but not least for our news jacuzzi, I has gonna talk about uh twenty twenty and the future is here because I've been seeing a lot of stories, I think Maybe because everybody thinks they hear 2020 and they think, oh my God, this is the future. Yeah. We're, su- we're in the future. Um, I've been seeing lots of stories about things that are like super futuristic that are available to us now. Right now. Go right now. Like, you go, go do it right now. Oh, nice. Um, one of them that has been really big in the news right now is the flying taxi. Yeah, I just saw that. You saw it, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's funny. You actually brought it up. I'm like, oh, it's going to be on the, the news. I knew it. I saw the future. Yeah, so they're talking about how... Um, I believe it was in. Do you remember what city they said it was in? Um, no idea. But yeah, they originally they started doing the flying taxi in Dubai, was which one of the first places that they had um, had it, 
And now they've recently expanded. Uber was actually, you can get an Uber flying taxi right now when you're in Dubai. Well, I, I saw the photo and it says Hyundai slash Uber. Yeah. And so it says here in this article that the flying taxi makes its U.S. De- debut in North Carolina of all places. Oh, wow. So apparently if you want to take a maybe a flying taxi from North Carolina to go see the judge in Kentucky, it, <laughs> you can. it, it can be done. Yeah. yeah. It can totally be done. Um but I thought that was pretty cool. I, I mean, let me ask you this. Would you ride in a flying taxi? Well, not where we live, but if I'm traveling to, you know. Let's say you're in New York. Yeah, I would totally take a flying you taxi. You wouldn't be scared or nervous? No, I'll get to my place faster without going through traffic. It looks pretty neat. They look yeah. kind of like um, drones. Yeah. Um, and then what they were saying on the one that they did in uh, North Carolina is the ones that they're showing off are actually unmanned. Would you get an unmanned oh, flying taxi? Uh, I'll wait a few years. <laughs> so, yeah, the whole idea is they're trying to work on ones that will fly you from A to B that it, it has pr- kind of pre-dialed in destinations. Yeah, because they have to, like, make a landing spot and all that stuff yeah. right mm-hmm. here. And um, so it would fly you from A to B and have no pilot. You basically get in, scan your credit card. It's almost like grabbing one of those, like, scooters they have on the streets everywhere. Yeah, you know how, like... Your parents are like, don't talk to strangers, whatever. Yeah. Dude, we're letting strangers drive us around like all the time. And now, sorry, mom. Yeah, pretty soon we're gonna be like, yeah, it's give me normal. It's no big deal. Yeah. So yeah, the future is now. Flying taxis exist, and yeah, I think I might try it too. Why not? Right? You only live once. You alone. Yeah. yeah. Um, the other thing I saw. In fact, I, this one is not even a news report. I saw this in real life. Maybe you've seen them, and maybe people won't think this is as cool as I did. I was in the Amazon bookstore. They have one of those in the mall. Yeah. Yeah. And they sell a lot of Bose product. And I was uh, looking at the, the table of goodies, and they had these Bose sunglasses. Have you seen these? Mm-mm. Dude, I am shocked at how good this works. You I try went, it on? Yeah, you can try them on. So I put them on. This is me firsthand trying them on. Yeah. So they, they look like, they're actually pretty stylish. They look like almost like Oakley's or something. Okay. Like a standard pair of sunglasses. But when you put them on and you turn up the music, you are the only one that can hear it. But no it way. sounds magnificent. So it's like noise canceling? No. There's nothing goes in your ear. Let me try to explain this to you. Uh-huh. <laughs> I'm going to try to verbally explain this to everybody. Imagine sunglasses. Yeah. And then you've got the, the part that goes behind your ear. Right? Okay. The handle of the sunglasses. Yeah, yeah. It's a little bit thicker than maybe my standard glasses that I'm wearing right now. But it's no not too much thicker. The sound's vibrating out of that to where I can hear it through the back side of me. You're like a hearing room. Uh, and I've, uh, Ren and I have talked about this off, off, uh, mic where I've said, I don't know why they don't make, uh, earbuds that are like hearing aids. It yeah. must just be too expensive. Cause, you know, hearing aids have the same thing, right? You shove them behind your ear and it helps you hear everything better. Yeah. That's, that's exactly what this technology is, dude. I was so amazed. I put them on. It sounded better than my, my AirPods. It sounded worry. better than my J-Labs. It sounded better than most any uh, headphone I've ever had. And you, if you're sitting right next to me like you are, you wouldn't be able to hear me rocking out to them. What the heck? So I highly recommend anybody who has a chance, go out and try them. They have them at least at the Amazon bookstore in the mall. They probably have them at all sorts of different places, maybe yeah. a Best Buy type st- yeah, style yeah. place. But yeah, or I've seen Bose actual stores. There's a few Bose stores around. Try on the Bose sunglass headphones. It doesn't even go in your ear. No. You still you can hear music. Yeah, you can still you can still talk to me. I can still hear you, but I can still hear the music perfectly fine. If they made like just regular glasses that I could hear like that, I'd be wearing them all day. Oh, they were like five hundred bucks. Damn. But I think that they're almost worth every penny. You'd be so sad if you lost those. I always lose my sunglasses. Yeah. 
I'd be like devastated. I think, I'm going to go to mall this weekend and try it out. Yeah, try it out and then come back on the next podcast and tell me if I'm a yeah. dumbass. So uh, future is now Bose sunglasses. All right, next. I, and I can't remember. You had to tell me. Did we talk about this in one of our first ones, the Bostic Dynamics robot dog? Or did we only talk about that off mic? Uh, I honestly can't remember. Maybe. <laughs> I have no idea. So I'm sure everybody's at this point who has the internet is seeing Bostic Dynamics. They make all these crazy robots that are going to take over the future and kill yeah. us one day. They have one that has four legs, and they call it Spot. They actually give it a cute name. Um, you can purchase it. It's finally available for purchase to anybody. Wow. Originally, probably about eight months ago, you can only buy it as a commercial property. Um, but now, if you've got 8500 bucks or whatever it is, this is, this is the price of a, a cheap-ass car. Uh, you can have your own uh, robot dog. And what they're kind of pushing it for right now is... Um, you could do workloads, like it could carry like a heavy package from A to B, or it could be used for security. Like you can mount cameras to it and it could walk around and see stuff. But this thing is about as creepy as it gets. Yeah, the way it moves. Yeah, and I can't honestly remember if we talked about it before. You may have mentioned it. I remember when we were talking about it on or off mic that you had said that it reminded you of a Black Mirror episode. Oh, yeah. 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 So, yeah. If anything reminds you of a Black Mirror episode, stay, stay away. away. <laughs> <laughs> So, future is now. You can buy yourself a robot dog that may eventually kill you. Um, next, I saw this, and you've probably seen this too. I think it's actually kind of cool. So, uh, all the bigger uh, packaging places, the Amazons, Zappos type uh, shippers of the world, yeah. when you buy something from them, they have robots that whiz all around and grab the stuff off the shelves. Well, Walmart has taken uh, that note, and they're introducing this year robots into their stores. Not every store, so your, your, your Walmart may or may not have these anytime soon. But they're bringing these robots in the store, so when people place orders online, because they're doing this thing where you can order online, show up, grab your stuff, it shops for you. Yeah. So they're introducing into the Walmarts, the ones with people, not like warehouses. Oh, like actual Walmart? Walmart? Actual Walmarts, not Walmart warehouses. Uh, shopping robots. So these robots will whiz around because they apparently can grab the items faster than employees. They'll whip around and grab stuff off the shelves for you, pull it back, prepackage it. So when you, you just had to drive up to Walmart. Have you ever seen the commercial? They, they've actually started yeah. running the commercials. So some Walmarts have special parking spots up front yeah. where you go online, you buy all the crap you want from Walmart rather than going to Walmart, which is a great deal, I think, because Walmart <laughs> sucks, full of inbreds. Um, you race out to Walmart. And you just pull in the lot, and they, they they bring the shit out to you. Just load it to the back of your car. Does the robot bring it to you? Oh, right, maybe eventually, but right uh, now it's humans that bring uh, it to you. But it used to be because they've they they've been running the whole like bring stuff to you for about a year. Yeah. Now the robots will shop for you, package it, and then someone brings it to your car. So it's like the first step. Yeah. So uh, the future is now. Walmart has robots. Those are definitely going to take over the world. Are you sure they're not just people in costume? <laughs> Can you imagine? Well, we're just like, oh, we can't afford it. Okay, Greg, you're going to be the robot. Ro oh, man, I was the robot last week. That sucks. All right. And then my last and final news jacuzzi of the episode and probably the last item we'll talk about before we wrap up is the deep fake. Now, you, oh, now <laughs> I'm not going to get see, I, I, your face is already turning red because uh, Ren and I have talked about the deep fake and off mic and kind of the places we've seen it. It was but, your idea to begin with. Well, yeah, I know. It's, it's an amazing idea. So the, the deep fake, and I'm actually going to pull up a website I think I had. Is that a hashtag? You know, I don't know. So anybody doesn't know the term deep fake, one of the things happening now is um, 
they've gotten so good with computer animation and um, I don't know technology. It's kind of like you know Snapchat filters. Yeah. 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 yeah totally. Yeah. And th- that that's going to lead into the story that I really want to talk about. Okay. But the deep fake is they're able to fake someone else's face on someone else's body, kind of like yeah. they did in this Rise of Skywalker when someone dies, they stick. A different actor's face, you know, someone's face on a different actor's body. Yeah, like when um, the flashback of uh, Leia and Luke Trainee. Yes. That was actually her daughter playing her. Really? Yeah. Oh, fun fact. Yeah. Okay, so that's a deep fake with uh, uh, Carrie Fisher's face on her daughter's body. Yeah. Okay, so that's the idea of deep fake. Now, deep fake has extended to all sorts of different fields. Um, I've seen people try to use it um, to mess with people online with political stuff. Will it make it maybe seem as if your favorite president saying something awful that you didn't expect him to say? Because you can see their mouth moving. You see everything. They can fake the whole damn thing. Yeah, it's kind of like when Snapchat uh, introduced the face swap. Yep. Yeah. Yes, exactly. Yeah. You know how realistic that can look sometimes. Yeah. yeah. Um, it's moved like all great technology. It's made, moved to pornography. Um, so what's happening is they'll take your favorite celebrity and they'll put her face on a porn star doing all sorts of nasty things. Yeah. So you're like, oh man, I like, I'm a big fan of celebrity sex tapes. And then I'll, oh man, there's no celebrity sex tape from my favorite celebrity. Some, some gross guy in a basement somewhere has taken your favorite celebrity's face, stuck it on a porn star doing awful porno things. And my friend, not me, my friend has told me that it looks Almost, you can't tell. Like, if I didn't tell you it was fake, you wouldn't be able to tell. That's how real they've gotten it. Okay? Damn, I gotta go judge for myself. Right. So the whole deep fake <laughs> pornography thing is pretty intense, but that's not that's not even what I want to talk about. Okay. This is the story. New deep fake technology lets companies use you, you, Mr. Ren, in commercials without having to pay you. Wasn't there like a Chinese story about that? It's probably sort of the same thing. So this is an Israeli privacy company um, has created a deep fake technology that would potentially allow companies to invent people who look almost identical to you in their advertisements. Which means if they like your face but they don't want to use you, they can use a recreation of you in their commercial and never pay you. What? Yeah. You can't sue them for that? No, because it's a different enough. It's the 10% difference rule. Oh, yeah. And so... I get it. Yeah. They talk about how um, the company's using these deep fakes, computer version, and deep learning to achieve a feat that's changing a person's appearance. Um, they're just, so they're just making, basically making a better version looking at me. Yeah. yeah. The software uses advanced algorithms to gather the data and footage to replicate the person's face and alter ego to a degree that protects their identity. Um, it says that the video pro- program uses, utilizes uh, active editing footage. They can create people's facial experience expressions to match up with other another person. Since then, the deep fakes have been noted for their potential ability to produce deep fake news, which I've already seen exists, yeah. and hoaxes, as well as humorous parody videos. But everybody knows this is going to be used for some sort of nefarious thing. But if well, I think the way they're selling it is... Um, the company, what they want to do is, let's say this. Let's say you log in and they want to sell you Bose headphones, right? Okay. And you're like, oh, I like Bose headphones. So you click on it. Now, they've already got your picture because you just, maybe you're on Instagram. And you've already used the Instagram filter. They start running a Bose headphone commercial selling to you about how great this person's enjoying it. Well, if you're watching it and it's you. 
And that's how I should I should look like. Yeah, that's you get. Like. That's the question. Are you more excited now, or are you freaked out by this? Well, if they they kind of like if dude they put in the feature to where you like you know you put it on yourself. Yeah, and it looks okay. But if it just does it automatically, yeah, like what the. That's what they're suggesting yeah. is that it would happen automatically. So now you're watching commercials that cater to you because they star you. You become the star in every commercial. And so the idea is your brain will eventually will get used to it, will be less creeped out by it. And our brains will say, well, I do like Kellogg's cereal. <laughs> or I really do enjoy Coors Light. I remember this. Yeah. Oh, my God. Look how good I look next to that hot chick on my Bahamas vacation. Yeah. You know? So it's, it's a weird thing. And this technology exists now. The future is now. The future is now. What if, like, you know, all the celebrities that um, got hacked, you know, yeah. the fappening. The fappening. Well, well, it was deep fakes, and that's not me. Well, that's... Deep fakes. Maybe that's a good way to get out of it. Yeah. Everybody can, you know, cry deep fake. But, yeah, the whole deep fake thing, if you haven't done any research on it, there's both good and bad coming out of it. It's pretty cool. We, we I mean, we almost talked about it a little bit in the old podcast with the whole uh, um, Jimmy Dean thing. And oh, yeah. All that stuff, James Dean. But, uh, yeah, so we can promise you that this podcast will never be deep faked. Everything about it is real. I'll never deep fake it for you. Um, and we would like to thank everybody for tuning in. Once again, uh, we had a really good time. I have a whole bunch of stuff left over that we can uh, tackle next next episode. Yeah. So everybody have a good one. Uh, drive safe if you're in the car. Sleep safe if you're in bed. Uh, poop safe if you're on the pot. Uh, we'll catch you later. Bye. Bunny.